Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, Rip Rex, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, y'all fought a big fucking dragon, and Box died. But nobody else died, surprisingly. Leaf <laughs> almost died. Leaf got real close to dead. Mm-hmm. What else is new? It does seem that no. <laughs> um, this is the second time they've been in this situation. Never again. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Are you gonna go Super Saiyan now, Leaf? Oh yeah. I mean, I was I was supposed to be Super Saiyan in that last fight, but you know. Like eighty points of negative energy damage really puts a damper on you. Yeah, <laughs> it was only like seventy nine. <laughs> Please, I think good point. I don't do numbers so well on account would, of you know would, the seventy nine points of negative energy damage. <laughs> I think I would like to start this episode then, hearing about loose at least uh, Super Saiyan here. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's real barky. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much it. He's he's just got like a bunch of leaves and stuff. Whenever he turns into the celestial Trent boy, I know not not quite as climactic as you were hoping. <laughs> I think the important thing is how tall does it get? That's, uh, that's the thing about the hair. The taller the hair, the greater the power. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's true. He's he's totally got like the 1950s housewife beehive haircut going on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> can't can't make his wild shapes too cool just yet. It's not till level 12 that it caps out and gets super dope. Oh, I hope you live that long. I'll try. So, uh, Shadow and Truth, uh, we're not getting along expressly well everyone except for uh basically truth and leaf were sitting around sharing alcohol to dull the pain okay it is truth's fault we're not getting along he's being an asshole that is your opinion um uh the group the the rest of the party has arrived and effectively all have set up camp in this little area to try and rest would anybody like to do anything in particular first or shall we move on a short while well I do think that it's gonna hurt like hell when she takes off this armor that's compressing these broke ribs so she's probably gonna get wind to go with her and help her with that 
Okay. So you take Winda to uh, Doff, I believe, as Don says, your armor. Yeah, she'll take her to the room. That's where she keeps all her shit. So, so Winda goes with you and helps you get out of your armor and into your uh, broken rib air, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done talking. Wouldn't it be better then to leave the armor on? Uh, not for her to try to sleep in. And she never ever wears her armor before the altar to pray. Well, it hurts like hell. Yep, it does. Okay. Pain. Anybody uh, else want some pain? Hey, I'm very familiar with broken ribs. Let me tell you. I get uh, pain in real life. I can help with the healing, but he's he's kind of a, a bit manic at the moment. Oh hell, if she if she was that worried about it, she'd make sure to do it. But like he's being an <laughs> asshole, so she's fucking avoiding him. That's fair. And what are you doing after the fact of removing your armor? Well, like once she's to the point where she's stand up again without it killing her, uh, she'll go back out and see if the boys are going to come pray tonight or not. They will. Though Truth is still giving you the grumble looks. Sounds like a his problem to me. (laughs) What? Uh, he he'll he'll join you as well, Lloyd. Then yeah, they'll go in for their prayers and meditations. Okay. I don't know what everybody else is doing. You have to ask them. Oh, I think we know what Leaf is doing, and we might get into some of the detail of that. So, Riley, what are you doing? Yes. So I think that once camp is set up, Riley is probably going to. Um, take just a little bit of time and maybe not talk to Leaf, but just like keep an eye out over him to make sure that he's like still uh, kind of okay. I know that he's in a state considering all that's happened, but um, he's probably a little bit concerned for his elfie friend. Um, but if, if it clearly looks like he's focused and uh, wrist deep into whatever project he's working on, something that Riley certainly can't understand... Um, I'm thinking that Riley will probably spend at least part of the evening um, with uh, Russo, and maybe the two of them could regale Nina with the tale of the uh, flight of the dragon. And uh, yeah, and Riley's going to kind of play up how cool Russo was, like in directing the owl and navigating and flying around and stuff. And saving your ass except for when you got dumped off. Yeah, pretty much. So I think... uh... Go ahead and give me a uh, your what was it oratory? Yes, oratory check. Off to a decent start. Twenty-five. So uh, Nina seems rather impressed by all that, and and is uh, is trying to check kind of both of you over. She's not a healer, but she's trying to help. 
and she's making sure that y'all have like bandages and stuff to help with compression and whatnot. Uh, and I'm gonna roll a heal check for her. She does an extraordinarily average job to the point where it probably doesn't really help, but still. That's fair. I, I think what Riley's gonna do if if she's like playing uh, Nurse Nina with us is that maybe he'll like let her bandage up him first for all that it's actually worth. I don't think he's actually really been injured much recently to the point where he knows that he heals everything overnight because of our mythic stuff. Um, I don't think that's actually come up yet. So no, I mm-hmm. uh, he will let her bandage himself up first. And then when she starts working on Russo, he's going to kind of leave them alone together. Because I guess he's just doubling down on this ship. and that uh that song just plays in the background i will go down this ship someone write a fan fiction i'm spoon feeding it to you there's the setup there's white flag by dito or dido or however you say that (laughs) okay so you leave russo and nina behind as you go down with your ship so <laughs> that's one way of saying yeah. it <laughs> are, are, and, and you keeping eyes on leaf and whatnot are you doing yeah, anything else like casually but i i think with um russo and nina paired up and uh shadow hanging out with her own crew i i think riley's just gonna take a little bit of time to himself and maybe um we're still in the woods right mm-hmm. uh maybe find a nearby tree just to like practice swinging the rapier around since he's recently realized something with it has changed so it's just training but familiarizing himself once again with his weapon and I guess meditating through training in a weird way okay excuse me and so you go about doing that leaf what are what are you doing with this attempt to bring back box uh, is, is in like the methods that he's using yeah um <clears throat> So I, I think he's taken a, a portion of like essentially the charcoal that is left of box or m- maybe not char, but you know, he, he basically is like Thanos snapped in a sense. And yeah. um, he's, he's probably going to um, grind up part of that in like a mortar and pestle to, to make like a paste. And uh, then he's going to arrange the dragon bones that he's collected from the body. And this this is all in, it, it looks almost like an elaborate, if very shallow, like burial plot with like rocks and like plants and whatnot arranged in, you know, an oval kind of shape around it. And he, he arranges these, uh, these bones over a bed of like hardwood that he's collected from the immediate area. Uh, and you know, as he goes about the whole collection thing, his his presence just kind of like causes everything to to grow and you know thicken and go more vibrant. And so, where it's like collected tender and like snap branches and stuff like that, it kind of like knits itself together into a mat. As you know, it it almost um like sucks in the bones as he's he's going through like the process here, and then uh. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the magnetic putty or whatever, when you, like, drop a magnet on it and it just kind of, like, envelops it. 
and normally it's pretty slow, but this this happens, you know, uh, visibly over the course of however long. Uh, I, I guess it's the 24 uh, hours of, of the ritual. And, uh, you know, once the bones are enveloped in, in this weird uh, plot that he's got here, he, you know, does a, a rough outline of some stuff in Sylvan and Druidic with the paste of, you know, his, his departed companion um, and, and traces it on, you know, this, this rough humanoid effigy and, uh, you know, as, assuming we're at the point of culmination, um, you know, he, he kind of like leans down and just whispers some stuff in the ear of, of this effigy and uh, the, the process of it like shifting uh, becomes more rapid and uh, you can kind of see uh, the plant life kind of like animates in the immediate area and it's it's almost like you know pulling apart a sweater in reverse right you know uh, the moss the lichen uh, vines grass and everything just kind of like pulls and is 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 vacuumed into this this creature as uh, the whole thing fills in and uh, I suppose once it stands up you notice that there's like a rather large chunk of rock that was was kind of like caught in the process and is maybe jutting out of one of his shoulders uh, and the the thing that stands up is is very distinctly different from you know the the box of just yesterday um you know the the shape is is maybe less humanoid more hunched uh the the branches and the limbs are more pointed while while still having you know uh, basic manipulation and all of that and uh you know it, it distinctly if if you put it through a filter uh of of the sort of stuff that he's put into here you can see the outlines of maybe like the the large rib bones supporting the much longer extended forearms of the creature and uh the the head is more angular and you know the tips of the branches that that make up his canopy of of you know hair and and you know shoulders and back and so on are are pointy and jagged not not quite thorny but reminiscent of it and uh but uh yeah so he's he's a big punched over boy uh yeah okay so uh during this process, which will take you into the next day, does uh, Leaf uh, sleep or meditate at any point, or does he stay up through the night? Nope, he is going to be working his little fingers to the bone. All right, go ahead and give me a... I don't think it's going to stand in the way of you doing any of this, but go ahead and give me a fortitude save. Okie dokie. I'd say 23. All right, you are... Still well and good into the next day. All right. So, um, so that's the process that you're going through. It will take you all of the night and a good chunk into tomorrow. Uh, at some point, though, I imagine, uh, Riley, you'll head off to sleep. Yes. <laughs> okay. And Shadow, you go to pray and prepare for bed. Yeah, like, uh, she's good. She's fine through her prayers. Like, the prayers are very automatic. Now, I think when she goes into the meditation, though, um, 
just because of the nature of what that's supposed to be, that's when you'll see the darkness fade from her eyes and Nisa finally return. Nisa's not in a good spot at the moment. She's probably crying, so, but like, she will come back. Okay. I think a few minutes into your meditation, you'll feel a hand on your shoulder. Uh, the question would be which hand? A familiar hand. Well, yeah, very... there's, there's two familiar hands here. Is it the warm one or the cold well, one? I mean, there's there's four. Well, actually six, well, because I'm sure you're familiar with your own. Sean? <laughs> uh, it's the warm one. Okay. I don't think she will break meditation. Like, that's that's very significant, you know, religious practice to her. All right. It'll linger for a moment. And then uh, you'll feel sort of not really like a touch so much, maybe other than a happenstantial brush, but you'll feel a warmth against your back uh, that reminds you of days very long ago, it seeming at least, uh, when you and your brother prior to being separatable at all uh used to meditate in the uh what are they called oh the void chambers yeah the void chambers uh together so she just relaxed back against him then like it's not like she doesn't trust him she just gets upset with him no and there will not be any further disturbance until you're finished with your meditation okay well, when she's through, I imagine the first thing she's going to say is she's going to kind of lean her head back a little to look at him and just be like, Will you fix my ribs? Yeah, I'll try at least. And he will reach over with his um, lay on hands, which 16 hit points. Okay. Is that enough? To like fully heal her? No, but that'd knit her ribs back together, I'm sure. Because it's Oh, magical he'll give you healing. another 12 on top of that. Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm Gucci. You okay? No. Do you want to talk about it? What is that to see? I had to kill a person, so I kill a person. I do not like it. It was a dragon. It was a person still. A dragon is person. It's arguable at times. I don't know. I think it is smarter than most of us. Intelligence does not make a thing not a monster. Does not mean, though, that it is not person. Dragon is person. This is something that we must fight against. It was evil. I did. I did what I was supposed to do. I do not have to like it. It does not say that nowhere in the book. It's fair. Still, we've killed monsters before. But not people monsters. Perhaps you have not. Your speciality is not demons or not or whatnot. No, and whenever I go somewhere with you, you say, Nisa, wait here, I got this. So, I do not really have to do anything. Well, I'm glad you're here this time, as much as I disagree with you running in. It's better than run away. It depends. There are times to run. No, it is not depend. There was people, 
that the dragon would hurt, and it is our job not to let that happen. It yes. is not only run to danger if you feel like it. No. But you ran straight for the dragon, and it was... Yes. It was after Riley. And because he fled, we were able to beat it. It is my job to protect him, same as everyone else. Yes. But sometimes you need strategy of some kind to protect. I have strategy. I know I have to fight Dragon for a long time now. It is not uh, like I did not know. I, I, I knew it was coming and I had strategy. What, to run at it and fall? Well, preferably you do not fall off the top of it, okay? But I am not such a good dragon rider. I would not expect anyone here to be. Eh, maybe Ekran, but... Still. But yes, if you are on his head, it cannot breathe on you. Well, yes, but it can fling you around, smash you against things and toss you to the ground where it then can breathe on you. I did fine. You're alive. Not all of us can run around in heavy armor with great big swords. Some of us had to do things in other ways. Yes. Regardless, I am happy you are okay. I am happy I'm okay too, but I do not think I did that bad. Considering? No, you didn't. But I do not think I like fighting dragons either. No, I don't think fighting things that are several dozens of times older than us, larger than us, and stronger than us is something that is fun. But I did good. You did good. And you did it with help. I know that. I can count. We'll see if Mr. Goldrush is able to bring back his friend or not. I did not know that dragons could hurt trees. Dragons can hurt a lot, a great many of things. Most of them breathe fire, but this one breathed breath death. Yes, I saw that. But it had to be done. The dragon had to die. I had to have the blood. I had to protect the other peoples. I did my job. I do not know why you have your panties and what. I do not. I wanted to make sure you were okay. I I am as okay as it can be having to kill people. Suppose that we'll have to do. I'm glad you're back. Yes, well, I do not have much choice. I... Sorry I upset you, but I had to be sure. Had to be sure of what? That you were still there. Of course I am there. He, like, he just... Actually, give me a perception check. Check. Uh-oh. That's like... Uh, 16 plus... What is my new perception? 14. So... Okay, so 30. Yeah. So you see him, like, almost subconsciously, like, flick his eyes over at Void. Uh, and... Uh, and back... Um, you can make a sense motive too, if you'd like, but just add that information. Um, I'll go ahead and roll it. Well, you can roll very low. 
Uh, well, I didn't. So I rolled a 11 and I get plus 8, so a 19. Okay. You're not able to glean anything beyond your own personal assumptions uh, from that. But, like, there's just the quick, quickest flit of his eyes over to Void, and he's just like, I just wanted to be sure. Grace. What? How many times do I have to say to you that Ezra exists? I don't doubt that he exists. Then what is it you doubt? His influence. <sighs> or that it is in all truth what it claims to be. Not it. I, referring to the influence, not to him. You think Ezra has no influence over Void? I think Ezra has been lost to Void. He has not. And how can you say this for certain? Because I know, because I can see him. I can see him, I can hear him, I can... He is there. How do you know that it is not just something that is allowed to be seen? It, to I make you feel you, different? No, I tell you. I know, I always see, from very beginning, I could see, and I do not know how the rest of you can be so blind as not to see. And Void just pipes up, you know I'm right here. We are not talking to you, we are talking about you. Now. No shit. I do not know when you decided that uh, you will no longer believe in me, but... I know what is real. I do not know how to convince you, but I know. His size. It's like... Right. You are supposed to be truth. You're supposed to know when people lie. You do not know whether it is true or not. You cannot tell if the void lies. No, but you can tell if I do. I do not think you are lying. So I There's am a difference between so truth and fact. Everybody can trick me? Is that what it is? To be fair, Void is not anybody when it comes to trickery. I am a master of illusion. If Ezra was illusion, I would know. It's not magic. What is it you want? What will prove to you that I tell the truth? I believe you tell the truth. I do not believe that it is all of the facts. What is fact? It is truth without opinion. Okay. So what will make you know fact? Unfortunately, by the very nature of his being, I cannot know facts about him. I know all kinds of facts about him. How come I can know and you cannot? Because he is capable of seeding whatever opinion of him he wants into people okay Grayson have it your way he has spent 10 long years making me believe in somebody who is not real because what he was bored I guess by the way boys you might want to get the more interesting life if that is all the entertainment you have he shrugs 10 years Grayson you really think he has nothing Better to do with this time? How am I to know? That's the problem. 
Sometimes you are so impossible. What's impossible is the ability to discern him. It is not impossible. I am telling you this. I can I can look at him and know when it is Void who speaks and when it is Ethel. I hope you are right, but I cannot know this for sure. Why do you even have to know? You simply cannot trust me enough to know that I know what I am doing? Do not trust him enough to have been honest. So what? So what? Even if it is all lies, even if you are 100% correct, what is he going to do to me? What? I don't know. This point, break your heart. He's going to break my heart. Ten years. Grayson, everybody leaves me. It is the way it is. It has always been. You think I do not expect this? Then at least you have some expectation. Of course I do. Why should anybody else stay? You did not. I have not left. You did leave me. I let you become your own person. You yelled at me and walked out of our room and never came back. I guess I'm not here then. You know what I mean. You have to know that what we were doing wasn't helping either of us. That is what you say. Are we not better for it now? I do not know. I do not know because I do not know how things might have been otherwise. What I do know is you could have treated me like a reasonable person and had a discussion and worked out the way to do it that didn't hurt so damn much. I'm sorry. So do not tell me about broken hearts, okay? All right. I spent two years contemplating throwing myself off the goddamn cliff when you left me and demand that you do not trust saved me. So I do not know what to tell you. I will deal with another broken heart. You're only a sense motive. Do, 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 that would be... Shit, where'd it go? A 13 plus 8? 21? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you would notice uh, at your bed about uh, the man you don't trust, all that, um, that he kind of, he like looks up at um, at Void and but turns his attention back to you and that was obviously something he didn't know about. Well, to be fair, Void didn't know about it either until all the shit started. Yeah, but this is about um, his reaction. So You all go away. That is what you do. I'm not blind to that fact. He's turned his eyes down to the floor on his... Well, don't suppose an apology is worth much. I don't want an apology. I want my brother who used to trust me and believe in me and make me feel like I was a capable person. I want him back. Right. I can't tell myself that I'm going to trust him. 
I'll at least believe in you, so far as that goes. This is all I have ever needed. And he turns to one and just like, If you betray her, we will have problems. And Void just shrugs. Oh, you're shooting me, so why? He didn't ask a question, he made a statement. Uh, Truth will get up and he collects his um, gear and uh, asks, will you help me get into this? And uh, with his armor. Oh yeah, she's well accustomed to his armor by now. So I think it's just automatic. I'll leave you with him, I guess. I'll go keep watch. Okay, I will be out soon. I you cannot stay up all night by yourself. There are others. You get some rest. You are hurt badly. Most of them can't see. I can stay up all night. I don't think the elf is going to sleep either. Yes, all night. It's not that difficult. Not for one night. But then you have to promise to sleep some tomorrow while we travel and when I get back. All right. I will sleep some tomorrow in one of the wagons. Promise. I promise. Okay. Are you going to send me out or what? No, you did not give me a hug yet. He kind of chuckles and smirks and he'll give you a hug. Okay, now you can go. And he will stick around camp, uh, keeping an eye on Leaf, amongst other things. My brother's eyeing you, Leaf. He's eyeing the back of my head. I think Void will remain somewhat quiet uh, throughout the the night. Yeah, she's she's just gonna get ready for bed and cuddle up to him and go to sleep like she normally does. Okay, he will try not to punch you in the ribs. Does he normally punch me in the ribs while we're asleep? All the time. Motherfucker. One punch man style. Just. No, he doesn't. Well, then it shouldn't be such a difficult thing for him to have to try and do. Oh, like I made the comment because I forgot I healed you. <laughs> um, but yes. So. Somebody punch Sean in the ribs right quick. Uh, hey, you said somebody. I'm somebody. Um. You're so fired. <laughs> so, Leaf, you are awake through all of this. Um, you would probably take notice, uh, despite your your constant work, that uh, <coughs> your friendly neighborhood paladin is up and making rounds around the camp while you do all this um, druidry. Now, like he'll he'll shoo him off if he strays too close to like the ritual area. No, no, it's very Um, important everything stays in balance. Please don't step there. He'll kind of just back away and nod and adjust his path. At one point, I think after a couple of hours, he'll just kind of go to the nearest safe ish spot for him to stand and kind of just hang out nearby so so what exactly are you doing trying to speak to what's left of box let him know i still need him his gaze kind of like wanders over to the 
tower of what remains of Box's body and turns back. I can't say that I've ever seen a resurrection for a plant or honestly anything of whatever you were doing. It's it's not a, a resurrection. The plant spirits that make up Box aren't exactly living in the same sense. It, it, it's very complicated. There are many ways that things in our world's work may be complicated. And I'm hoping my knowledge on the matter uh, still applies in this world. They're surprisingly similar. I think you would find some things are the opposite, but other things yet are the same. Plants still grow. They had taken different light or none at all. A mixture of rules from your world and ours determines why things work. These trees, they formed here. They are made for this place. But the fungal forest where I first met with you, those are things from your world that have adapted to this place. Thriving in eternal darkness. Well, uh, I can't say I'm quite so knowledgeable about these things. At least uh, as they exist here. But I can say that I, I hope my friend hasn't gone far. I hope he is not as well, and that your efforts prove fruitful. If you have any questions or need anyone to talk to, this is my homeland, so... I know a bit about it. Well, I'm I'm hoping uh, it's not needed, but I very much thank you for your offer. His nods. He'll kick back and, like, pull out a ration and kind of munch on it. And so around the time that the others are probably going to start waking up, and I know it hasn't actually been 24 hours yet, but things... Um, we're going to have, um, box sort of start to come together. Time works differently here too, remember? So it could have been the no, that's true. 24 hours back in the other world. Now you, now you're getting into metaphysics. Actually, it's just gravitational physics. But anyway, box starts to come together. You mentioned in text that worth noting that at the culmination of the ritual, uh, the silver flame runs down your arm uh, into box. Now, I was not actually bonding the silver flame to the order mana that you were spending. Oh, but I was. But oh, you would near that point as the final stages uh, were sort of in order. The flame would sort of seem to try and like be like not in any level of words but it's like willing itself from you towards box like it wants you to give it to him uh that's interesting um i mean how how does he feel at about the metaphysics of allowing such a thing i mean you're the one who has dealt with the flame thus long you've had moral quandaries with it you've 
honestly kind of gone back and forth on whether it's a good or a bad thing. So I'm going to leave that up to you. <laughs> um, you know, someone else gave it to you. Um, yeah, for, for the sake of, of being interesting, sure, let's let's um, silver flame up box and, and see if this doesn't backfire terribly. All right. So you've in in the last moments you take your hand and and place it on box and the f- the fire like ripples over him like if you've ever seen like a controlled flame like over pollen or or spores or anything like that where like even the grass is like still just fine but it like the flame just kind of slowly walks over the whole thing it does that with box and you find that his leaves um, the veins within them are a silvery color and the light that sort of almost shines from his eyes has taken on a very silvery look to them. And eventually we'll probably see what that is all about. But this pseudo pseudo quadrupedal sort of hunched uh version of box a very different physical form but you feel a sense of familiarity from him as he stands back up there are differences you can tell other spirits that have joined with remnants of his own it's not a perfect box but it's most of him okay and as it comes out long rumbling uh just leave. Oh no. And uh it, I think he it just reaches out to take his companion's hand. This is that you old friend. He nods and supports himself with his other arm. And like his his one arm that has more of a hand-like structure on it. It is like wraps around your hand and your forearm. And uh, I mean, he's he's not like particularly strong, but uh, he will attempt to like help his buddy to his feet. Okay, so he will yeah, you, you have the feeling that like your tugging does absolutely nothing as he kind of like rolls over and, and, and stands to his uh, hunched height. He's no longer the vertical behemoth of 15 feet that he was before. Uh, now standing vertically speaking closer to 12. However, his massive size is no less uh, daunting as his body is more sort of taken forward and to the sides and has got very long arms and legs. The leaves that grow off of him while silver veined, the flesh is a much darker color. Uh, here in the darkness, it's actually very difficult to tell what color they might be, uh, appearing almost black. Leaf just, it's, he's, he's like checking his friend over and uh, he says, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, friend. I, I should have never put you in a position for that to happen to you. No. And that that's like verbally what he says, but with your um, green speech, 
you're able to glean more from that. He says, it's not your fault. Beef. I've, I've been chosen for a very important task. You've been with me for a long time. And so you know how important all of this is. How am I supposed to save the world, prevent this cataclysm, if I can't even help my closest friend in a time of need, in an emergency? I'm disgusted with myself. As he still stands over you, he lifts his one arm up and places it on your shoulder and like the sort of like knuckle-like protrusions uh, wrap around uh, the bulk of your torso uh, and you feel like not like a crushing weight but there's definitely a, a very heavy weight there um, and says uh, we will always be with you leave one way or another. I think uh, he he's kind of had like his his brow furrowed and you know stiff jawed this whole time. Uh, but you know I, I think that right there just you know breaks him a little bit and he just kind of like collapses into his friend and uh, you know he just hugs him and uh, you can maybe qu- hear him quietly sobbing a little bit. He like holds you up to that big ass face play to his and uh the lights grow dim as he effectively sort of like closes his eyes and, and holds you up there we were always there leaf not all of us but most of us i've <clears throat> i've been too soft it, everyone else knew what was what was happening the threat that this thing was and reaching out for peace sometimes it gets people hurt I don't know if I can afford to to be as weak as I have been I'm not going to let something like this happen not to you not to anyone maybe and you know he he just kind of like reaches up to the face plate and you know brushes his hand by where you know the the silver light is is leaking out of the the faceplate and uh says maybe the flame's right and we're just overdue for uh, some kind of rash plan some violence a purge these threats have been underestimating them and people are getting hurt this is I, i've almost died twice in this last one I don't know how many times I can bring you back like this. It speaks with a leaf. The white fire. It agrees. Okay. Then I, I suppose, uh, I suppose our time as, as wardens is over. It's, uh, we stand on the offensive. We'll fight for the safety of our friends and our loved one's spear in hand. It does not like them, Leaf. We feel it now, the heat under our leaves. It, it doesn't like our friends. He I know, shakes his head. But 
we we can point it at things that it hates worse. I've been dealing this for some time, and I've been. I, I shouldn't have left you with this burden, but it, it was my hope that it it might help as a as a beacon to bring you back. We felt it like a burning chain that seared no wood blazing but it pulled us back well, then I'm at least partially in its debt the others the new they came from your call yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it uh, <clears throat> it takes a second but you notice that uh he has begun to like rustle his leaves and almost like smoke sort of uh the edges of him begin to blur into the dark surroundings they know this place the feeling well, I, I fear our time here is short i i hope whatever you've you've gained in this process uh, we'll accept the journey we have ahead of us. I will follow you, Leaf, wherever you go. Good. I could use the support. I'm, I'm glad you're back, friend. I think um, he's he's probably just gonna, you know, kind, kind of look and, and see where everybody's at at this point. I'm, I'm assuming it's is it still pretty late, like before everybody's woken up. Uh, this will be about the time people are starting to wake up. Uh, so I know that Shadow is an early riser. Is she early rising today? Uh, she always wakes up early, but she spends the first hour of every day in prayers and meditation, so. And I think we determined that Riley was a bit of a late riser because he's still kind of a teen yeah, he's still either 18 or 19. <laughs> I think he was point. 19. Yeah, I think he's 19 too. So yeah, he totally probably still sleeps in a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. Doesn't help that like this world doesn't have circadian rhythms. So oh yeah, he's all jacked up. <laughs> um, and so I think it'll, it'll probably even out thereabouts as everybody starts to sort of emerge at roughly the same time. Actually, probably Russo would be out and about a little early uh, if you would like to speak with him. Uh, I, I think he, he I, I think he's just kind of been focused um, you know, on, on box and you know, his, his nerves are still fried but he, he kind of like has, has snapped out of this fervor and he kind of realizes that he's been neglecting everybody else. And uh, he, he just kind of like rubs his face and he says, um, you know, he, he tells Box, you know, the, the others have been standing over me while I work to bring you back. Uh, they should be waking up soon. And he's, he you know, he's, he's like rubbing his eyes because he's been just basically like working nonstop for the last 24 hours. He says, um, I think the least I could do is make sure that they have something to eat once they're awake. And uh, 
you know. And of course, uh, Truth has been around. He's been up all night. Yep. And um, then I, I think as he, uh, you know, just kind of like gestures for, for Box to go uh, walk with him toward the campfire. Does Wasabi sleep? Wasabi doesn't sleep. Uh, probably not, no. <clears throat> yeah. And so he, he's basically just, you know, teaching the little critter because uh, Wasabi's uh, leshy. And so I, I imagine he probably helped with like collecting bits and bobs for the ritual. <clears throat> and so, you know, he, he basically just calls him over and uh, is, is going to have, you know, those two help with um, bringing food or like, you know, making food for the, the rest of everybody. But as, as he passes by truth, um, you know, he's kind of just got his hand on his head and he says, um, I think the others are going to be waking up soon. Do you have a preference on breakfast? Edible. I can do that. He chuckles. And then he uh, sets to work. Uh, where, where did you say Russo was? Uh, he's probably just hanging out between the the carts where there's been a little fire set up that honestly it's heat probably casts further than it's light given the location uh then then i I guess that's probably where he's headed to get the food started and so um i I think as he's like gathering things he'll kneel down by russo and um you know he'll he'll put his hands to work you know setting up the the pot and whatnot but uh, after a second, he he looks up at the man and uh, he says, um, I, "I'm I'm sorry. I've I've been so distracted the the last day or so. Is um, Winfred okay? I, I I didn't even bother to look around. I'm sorry. She's all right. When we fell, uh, she wasn't going to stick around and fight a dragon by herself. So." I was able to call to her and get her to come back. Was she injured in the that mess? Luckily, no. I'll, I'll have to give her my thanks for keeping my friends safe. She is quite good at that. Uh, Truth has put in a request for something edible for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't imagine you have any requests. Perhaps something that's not dry. I mean, on the road, of course, rations are just a fact of life. Um, then in that case, um, I, I think the three, like, like now that he's got the fire, you know, and everything's set up, he's going to put some water on for boiling. And then, uh, he'd like to go cause we are, we're, we're in like a forest forest. Um, yeah. but it's, it's like super dark, you know, on account of the shadow plane. And so I'm assuming that, um, like mushrooms and stuff are probably super prevalent. Yes. Uh, various fungi are very prevalent. Nature check or survival. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm a, he's just basically like gathering like a big tasty diversity of like mushrooms. And he's like, you know, mushroom stew it is. All right. Uh, do give me a nature check. Oh. As well. Oh, that. uh, that's like my worst skill. <laughs> that's That's also an 18. So that's two 18s in a row for a 28 and a 35 respectively. All right, so you're able to not only gather a large number of mushrooms, uh, plentiful to feed everyone, uh, but also 
Um, you're able to determine that a few that look very much like they're edible actually are in fact poisonous. Um, <laughs> and you're able to uh, separate them out. Uh, you can put it in your inventory that you have uh, three azure morals. I love cursed stew for breakfast. It's actually funny because this this last druid level gave me poison immunity, so I can basically mm -hmm. wolf down poison mushrooms like nobody's business. Do it, you won't. That's, that's fair. I mean, worst comes to worst, you, you could eat these then. But uh, you you come back with like a fucking basket just like so full that you've probably dropped several mushrooms along the way and just been like, no, if I stop now and pick them up, the whole thing is going to just cascade. Got like wasabi with his little spear stabbing them and, you know, carrying them shish kebab style. Yeah. Um, and I'll say that that took only an hour, uh, given the plentifulness of the mushrooms you happened upon like a almost like a not a clearing but like a, a bit of a thinning a thinning in the wood where they were very clustered together heavily yeah probably the center of their mycelial root all right nice um i i mean it's i i don't imagine I'm I'm coming, and I I know I haven't really been like asking about it, but uh, one of the things that I, I've always like I I've been intending to do is I guess keep an eye out for you know uh, ley lines or uh, you know places of power in nature, just um, you know to build up mana. I guess is is one of the things that he's kind of had on his mind. Um, okay. And so I, I don't know if like this mycelial cluster uh, would would count in such a situation. I, I get that it was just like a nature in a survival check, um, but you know if if it doesn't, then that's something that he's going to be keeping an eye out for. Now that he's effectively like siphoned off his last lifeline, surviving that last battle. Okay. Um, so that was not uh, a point where you could absorb a nature mana. That's fine. But um, while you're traveling, you can keep an eye out for them. And uh, basically, similarly to how when you're looking for magical uh, components, uh, you can instead search for mana. All right. Excellent. All right. So, Riley, Shadow. <laughs> well, when Shadow emerges from her room... Uh... I don't know precisely where they pop out from this butterfly. Who's who's nearest to her? Uh, roll me a D8. Um, okay, there it is. I rolled an A. Box. So you come out and there's this big hulking wooden monstrosity with a rock on its back. By the stars? What happens here? He's a shadow tree! Box kind of just has like this low rumble kind of like creaking wood come out of him oh goodness you're so pretty look at you be a pretty shadow tree bah barker no uh <laughs> damn you <laughs> oh my goodness 
I think uh, you might see Leaf startle awake by the, the campfire as he's basically just got his hand on the ladle. And uh, he, he says, uh, oh, Shadow, you're awake. Your box is his shadow tree. He's so pretty. And, uh, you know, get to his feet and, you know, kind of like uh, somebody patting their horse on the flank. He'll just kind of, uh, you know, go up and and pat Box on his new weird spidery leg. And uh, they, uh, yep, my my friend's back. And uh, he wasn't even gone that long, thankfully. He seems like he's um, mostly intact. And so uh, I have a lot to be thankful for. I am glad he is okay, but I look for you and uh, the others. Okay. I have to give you a hug and tell you thank you. Is it okay if I hug you? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you for what? Because you did not run away and leave me alone to fight dragon. N- never. And, uh, you know, he, the the hug was kind of like maybe stilted for a second because he was, he was like a little confused as to like what, what you're saying. And then, you know, you, you said, thank thank you for not leaving. And he, he just kind of like, you know, grips significantly tighter. And he says, no, I, I, I would never leave you to fend for yourself. Mm. Well, everybody leaves sooner or later. But the dragons are scary, and I am glad that I did not get left alone. And uh, <laughs> I, I think he he just kind of like grabs her by the shoulders, and you know, uh, kind of like leans back a little bit so he can make eye contact. And he, he says, "Shadow, I, I promise, I will never just leave you in a time of need." And you are a very good big brother. And uh, he, he just kind of like realizes how awkward the whole like half hug thing is. And uh, I, I think he just kind of like lets let's go and takes a step back and uh, he says, well, uh, not good enough, but I, I hope to improve. Well, we will disagree because I think you are very good, but I have to find the others now. Do you know where they are? Uh Truth was doing rounds by the camp, uh, but... Yeah, I hugged him last night. <laughs> but uh, you and Russo were the only others that I've seen up so far. Oh, this should be interesting. And she will take a deep breath. <laughs> Russo! It, yeah. And he kind of like leans back and he's looking around. Like, you can see him looking in your general direction, but he obviously doesn't see you. Are you blind? Come here. Uh, It is rather dark. Okay, fine. Stay put. I come to you. Because, like, he's, like, sitting maybe 10 feet away from the fire and, like, the light barely even highlights him. So. Well, stand up. He'll stand and as you come into the lighting, it's just like, Feeling any better? Yes. That's Am good. I allowed to give you a hug? <laughs> Be gentle. 
Are you hurt still? A bit. Okay. Very gentle hug then. And thank you for not running away. Okay? Um, you're very welcome. I mean, okay. technically speaking, we did run away, but that only brought the fight to us, so... Trot, where are you? You come heal him in the Russo, okay? Um, I'm coming. And he's he'll, so hurt. He'll, uh, he'll like walk up to Russo and like ask him like how badly is he hurt and stuff. He'll toss a, um, he'll toss a, um, fucking lay on hands his way. <clears throat> And another, and Rousseau will be like, that's significantly better, thank you. It's what you have uh, Yes, magical healing is always much better than, you know, waiting a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, he can heal, he is tall, he is handsome, and he hit things very hard. Everybody likes to have truth around him. Where is your brother? I believe he's off snoozing still. Not for too much longer. Gonna just kind of jaunt off to find Riley. Right. So Riley has a shadow walks up upon your sleeping corpse no um, your, <laughs> your uh, body which is also sounds worse than it is accurate um and uh goes to wake you first of all shadow how are you waking him well that depends where is he sleeping see like on the ground is he in the car that is up to him uh probably not in a cart probably save that for um other people in the party to uh, stay in, but I think I have a bedroll, a blanket, some fun stuff like that. I should probably just walk up and sit down beside him and kind of poking. Okay, uh, roll me a will save, Riley. <laughs> sure. It is a 17. It is a 17. So you kind of, you feel this like poking on your arm and like as as you roll over like you see shadow but there's like an echo of an image like from whatever dream you might have been having of like some strange creature with many odd extremities uh prodding you uh kind of like just echoed in your mind as you roll over and to see her poking you awake. Okay. Yeah. He probably, um, takes a moment and like steadily like rubs his eyes and just, uh, muttering. You, you can stop. You, you can stop those. I'm, I'm quite awake now. Uh, make me a, uh, sense motive. Uh, shadow. Um, Okay. Um, so a 16 because I only wrote 8 I think it's enough to tell that he has perhaps not slept the most fitfully 
from his uh, displaced and and ruffled blanket to uh, the rather groggy uh, look on his face. Are you having bad dreams? Uh, Riley will sit up and say, maybe, or maybe it's just the rock underneath my bedroll. <laughs> and he rolls a little bit and, um, Mike steadily picks himself up. I came to ask you, could I give you a hug? Um, sure. <laughs> She will hug <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. he, he does that thing where like he's not certain what this is for so it's just kind of like a pat pat on the back <laughs> while it's happening I, I, I want to say thank you because you did not run away and you helped and I did not have to fight Dragon alone oh well I mean no one should have to fight a dragon alone and Riley Morheim wasn't going to turn his back on the chance to fight a dragon. Well, you're a good big brother. That's what a, uh, that's what teammates do. We watch out for each other. And to be fair, the dragon was coming after me. So really, I should be thanking you for helping me fight the dragon. Oh, you did not need to worry. I was not going to let the dragon hurt you. Yes, mostly gravity hurt me. I fought real hard. I wish I could have seen it. <laughs> there was lots of falling involved. Yeah, same on my end. It turns out I am not very good at riding dragons. That is something I should have to improve on. That's understandable. That's why when we leveled up, I put a rank into ride. I mean, that's why I think <laughs> I'm going to learn how to ride a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the important thing is we won. And do you know that Mr. Box is now a shadow tree? Like a tree made out of shadows? No, like tree from this world. Oh, I see. Is he still the same? He is pretty. So Leaf must be rather pleased. You want to come see? I'm sure he's hard to miss, but yes. Let me just uh, throw on more clothes than what I'm currently wearing and oh, yes. be right I with you. I don't know why you do that. Okay. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, like, Riley's getting dressed and all he sees is three silver shining eyes, like, oddly placed amongst each other, like, staring in his general direction. Nope, I guess I gotta kill that. Lightning bolts! <laughs> 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 no uh what riley's gonna like you know pack up his stuff and get ready and like i'm assuming that once he like bends down and starts like picking up stuff then the moment of realization is like oh hey i don't actually hurt anymore that's great so he's gonna make a mental note to tell nina what good work she did on bandaging him up <laughs> congratulations this this diplomacy check grants you a minus one penalty on all future heal checks. No. <laughs> <laughs> all bravado. No. Uh, that's great. No, that, that's that's cool. Um, she obviously did a shittier job on Rusoka's. He needed treat to kill him. Now maybe he just fell harder. Maybe. 
I mean, he did have less hit points than you. That's also true. <laughs> oh, man. Poor guy. Yeah, but I mean, once Riley's all set, he'll uh, venture off to find the party and to uh, take a little peeky peek at new box. Better than the old box. He's okay. He's <laughs> okay, box. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you walk over there and like Rousseau, I think because you and he pretty much have to navigate by light. Um, he'll he'll come over and get closer to you with your little Ion torch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he'll elbow you and, and he's just like. So Shadow called me Rousseau. I told you. I told you she would do it sometime. Hmm. Well, I guess that's good. <laughs> Riley just kind of uh, shrugs a little bit. And, um... Well, it does have a better ring than Mr. Highwayman. Hmm. I don't know. There's something neat about Mr. Highwayman. The way it rolls oh, off the Mr. tongue. Mr. Owlman is what she called him. Or Mr. Owlman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Owlman. Mr. Owlman. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll top? <laughs> Let's yeah. find it. Yeah. Maybe I'll start calling you uh, Mr. Owlman. Was it? Please don't. <laughs> uh, Brother Owlboy? That's even worse. <laughs> the Owl Rider. That's a good name. You should add that to your title. Accurate, but we have names. Sure, we have names. But what is a name if it's not followed by an entire paragraph? Oh. <laughs> That's where you and I differ. <laughs> Riley just chuckles. And he'll say, um, so uh, you seem to be feeling better after the injuries yesterday. Uh... Well, I woke up still quite, uh, still quite sore, but truth came over and gave me some healing. Oh, you must have been more damaged than I thought. I woke up perfectly fine. Oh, lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, Perhaps it's just a uh, better constitution on my parts. Um, Maybe it's your God smiling on you. Who knows? Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and Riley just like pats him on the back and uh, continues uh, chatting with him on the way up to New Box. I mean, OK Box. OK Box. So uh, you get up to OK Box and you see him in all his freaky glory. Yeah. His freaky deaky. Yeah. Shadow said he was pretty. Oh, he's definitely uh, made out of shadow trees now. And a rock. Oh, yeah, and th- that does look like a rock way up there. Way up there. <laughs> uh, right is going to call it. How are you feeling, Box? <laughs> kind of like nods at you and. There's this creaky noise, like a like a big ass tree, kind of like bending in the wind. I'll take that for that. You're feeling perfectly fine. It's uh, good to see you. Uh, that you're still with us. <clears throat> he nods again and like pushes himself up onto his uh, back legs and like 
he's back to like he's really tall when he does that not as tall as he used to be but like that rock that's on his back is just like you can feel like the weight of it swing around mm-hmm. and like just kind of like his feet which are somewhat pointy actually kind of just sink into the ground somewhere before he slams back down uh and just he like nods again well good i uh suppose that i will leave you to it then box don't uh work too hard this morning (laughs) uh, like as you walk away like he just follows you like like with his eyes (laughs) okay Uh, that's what you get Uh, Riley's just going to uh, because I'm assuming he's still walking with Russo he's going to say you know thinking back I don't think I've ever really had that many conversations if any at all with Box seems a little bit quieter than he used to be but friendly enough still he didn't say Box a single time that's true Yes. Uh, I suppose now is a decent enough time to go check on Leaf. I'm sure he must be cooking up something. As I told him something that wasn't dry. Hmm. Could have really used something dry this morning. Damn it, Russo. (laughs) Then eat a ration. (laughs) Get a jar of lemon pepper in the Vardo. Have at it. (laughs) Just drink that. And drink it. I snort that stuff. <laughs> Just breathe it in. Great. We go. Uh, we go join the party. And uh, Riley's going to congratulate Nina on such a great job at nursing him back to health. Thank you. I'm. I know I'm no healer, but I thought it might help at least. Well, it's any consolation. I woke up feeling perfectly fine today. That's good. And fortunately, I heard Mr. Russo is still not doing too well. But uh, Truth was able to heal him, so there's that. Yes. Yes. Well, perhaps a little bit more um, nursing for Russo would be in order. I heard he's fine now. <laughs> and like, uh, like you like look over to the side, and Russo's just kind of like, like, like waving waving his hand at her like nah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well between you and me Nina he likes to uh, put up a front of being rather tougher than I think he actually is all I'm saying is it might not hurt for a little bit of aftercare Russo leans in and you're just like there's a difference between not knowing that your enemy is stronger than you and pretending like you're stronger than you are Yes, I suppose so. Uh, Riley gives Russo this look that just like says, like silently says, do you not see what I'm trying to do for you, man? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) He like elbows you in the ribs. That would hurt if Nina didn't do such a great job at healing me. Yes, well, anyway. Listen, it would seem that Mr. Morheim here has some predilections that he is trying to foist upon us. So, if you don't mind, would you like to accompany me to breakfast? 
Um, sure. <laughs> and he'll take take her uh, to like the like fifteen feet over to the fire <laughs> and, and sit down. Uh, yeah, Riley will just grin to himself and uh, I suppose go find uh, Leaf and maybe Shadow if she's kicking around and see if Shadow we can kick off the day. Shadow is looking for Ekron. Ah. Uh, Ekron uh, can be found over near Kyle from which uh, the remains of the dragon sit. Well, then that is where she is going. All right. Oh my god, evidently the cat's going with her. Hold on. And Grey Malkin has found his way back to camp as well. <laughs> no cats were harmed in the making of this episode. So... You're going to find Ekron? Yeah, she'll walk up to me and she'll be like, Well, I have decided that I do not want your job. It's not an enviable one, is it? No. But I have also decided something else. You hold her way better with that bow than I am. You should keep it. Are you sure? It's magical. I know. Grandmama gave it to me. But I am not so good with the bow. Well, I'm not going to turn it down. It is probably not as good as what you want, but maybe you can uh, get it made better. It's definitely better than any old bow that I could pick up from your average store. Well, yes, and it was definitely better than you going in and trying to fight dragon with bare hands, but you still Absolutely. may want to improve upon it. I think I will. Thank you. And you can just uh, say that you keep it because it uh, it be a reminder of your travels with me and the reason you probably do not ever want to travel with me again. <laughs> Can't say that I'm... I would put it that way, but thank you. It will make a nice reminder. And also, I think the breakfast is about ready if you're hungry. Good. Good. Your, uh... I've contained as much of the blood as I could and capped it with dragon skin tops, so it should keep for some time, but we will need to travel quickly before it begins to go bad. And how much is there? I mean, how many rituals can we do? You might be able to eke out three, but I would say safely two. Okay. Some of the blood is going to go bad. This is taking that into account. Okay. But two is good. But if we need to hurry, then we best get back and eat and get on our way to Grandma's house. Yes. And he will get up and join you at the fire. He's cursed, too. It's not cursed, too. Truth! <laughs> I have decided something! What is that? You are going to do the ritual with me. What? The ritual with the dragon blood? There is enough for two, so you could do it with me. Okay. Okay, I guess. If okay. you want. Yes, I want. Don't I want to do it by myself? You do everything with me, right? Why not this? All right. Besides, the world needs more of you walking around. 
I don't know about that. But that is because you walk around and don't talk to people like they'll stuck up. If you talk to people, you would find out that, yes, they want more of you. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. It is one of your facts. You are the pretty one. I'm not pretty. Okay, call it what you like. It does not matter what you call it. You're, you, you're the good-looking one. Just because I have to have a high charisma for my <laughs> class. Honestly, what is your charisma? Um, a number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 18. <laughs> you're not really... Why do you say I'm the pretty one? Because you are! You're a hypocrite. I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. How? <clears throat> oh, you're the pretty one. You're the pretty one. Yes, Nobody and I likes am me. No, I did not say that. I look just like you, so there. Ah. <laughs> well, does that make me... A very lucky boy. Never mind, I'm not getting into this. But I am bored, and you are the best entertainment. Oh, I'm here to entertain you, huh? <laughs> well, either that, or we can get our asses on the move and get the grandmama has and have a ritual. What about breakfast? Well, eat! I'm not stopping you! I cannot eat and argue with you at the same time. Well, which is more important, food or arguing? He shoves a mushroom in his mouth. It's what I thought. And and so, as Chris has so delightfully named it in chat, uh, <laughs> you all have some curse stew. Yes. And set off towards Nocturne Hills. It's my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog stage. I mean, we have to go through the portal that we were supposed to be going through when the dragon attacked. You know. You're headed in that direction, generally speaking. That is your goal. And that's all till next time on the Podcast. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager 
Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.